Blog Talk Radio. Come up higher, come up higher, come up higher, come up higher. After this I looked, and behold, the door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet, the trumpet talking with me, which said, come up higher, come up higher, come up higher, come up higher, higher, and I will show you things which must be hereafter. Call unto me. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, praise God, and uh, we just thank the Lord for this another day. We, we, we give you peace and grace unto our listeners this morning. You have tuned into the Higher Design for Living radio broadcast. The Higher Design for Living is a teaching ministry under the auspices of the Center of Remote Ministries International. And I am Elder Gloria Holloway, founding president and CEO for the Center of Remote Ministries International. I am so honored that you have counted the Lord worthy to tune in this morning. I am just another voice crying in the wilderness, crying for you to come up higher, to hear what the Lord is saying to you, to us, the church today. I bring greetings to my pastor, Emmanuel Bayou, and the church family at the Christ Liberated Church, our first lady, uh, Mama Toyin, and uh, we just um, give glory to God for such a, a powerful family and ministry located in Gainesville, Maryland. And we thank the Lord that he has chosen us to be a part of such a powerful ministry in this branch of Zion, in Jesus' name. So we are, are expecting a special guest this morning, Prophetess Angela Thomas, the founder of, of, of By His Spirit World Missions. And she is violently advancing the kingdom. I met her some years ago, uh, I guess over 10 years ago now. And um, she was on fire then, and she's still on fire for the Lord now. So we just bless God for her and her ministry. Um, we just, again, thank the Lord. And we were going to have another guest, um, Pastor Michael Norris, but he was not able to be with us this morning. But you know when God has called you to do something, you just have to keep going and doing what thus saith the Lord. Amen? So we just thank the Lord even now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We have been talking uh, these past few weeks about uh, manifesting the glory of the Lord, and our focus has been on uh, when we come to the Lord and we come into the church, into the uh, into the kingdom, but mainly into the church where we are a part of a particular ministry. Sometimes things happen that um, are not necessarily pleasing to God, and definitely. 
uh, not pleasing to us all the time. And different things happen that can hurt us, that can cause us to uh, turn away from the Lord, turn away from the church. Um, So, you know, this morning we want to do more praying, and I pray that um, we're going to start with prayer, and then we're going to talk about spiritual healing this morning, because I I know for myself for the longest, I didn't know anything about uh, spiritual sickness and spiritual death and all of that, and I just knew about physical sickness and physical death. But we know, too, that there is such a thing as spiritual spiritual sickness and spiritual death. So we are going to talk about that this morning, and we know that the Lord hears our prayers because the prayers of the righteous avail as much. Father, we just give you glory, honor, and praise this morning. We just magnify you, Lord, and we just pray that you would just have your way in our hearts today, Lord, and that you will do what only you can do for us and your people, Lord. And we just ask that you will take control of this broadcast this morning. And be thou glorified in this broadcast. Holy Spirit, have your way. Give us what to say. Give us what to pray. Help us to focus on that which you have purposed for in this particular time because we just want to do what you want us to do, and we want to be delivered, healed, set free from every hindrance, every bondage, all of that would block, all of that would try to stop us from being and doing according to your will and your way. So we pray even now, Holy Spirit, that you will move upon our hearts even now in the mighty name of Jesus So touch even now, Holy Spirit. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Just have your way, Holy Spirit. We just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our midst even today, Lord. We know, Lord, that you are almighty God and you are all-powerful God, and, and all healing comes from you, Lord. So we ask that you would just touch us right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Be thou glorified in our lives even today, Lord. And we just thank you for for touching us right now, for healing us right now, for strengthening us right now, for speaking to our hearts even now in the mighty name of Jesus. So again, Lord, we just thank you, we praise you, we magnify you, and we just ask that you would just have your way as never before. We ask it all in the precious and adorable name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. Amen, amen, amen. So, Lord, we just thank you even now. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. So, again, we're going to talk about, <clears throat> excuse me, spiritual healing. And, again, it's it's something that we um, we need to be aware of, that it is possible and it is very serious, it's very dangerous. So we just ask, Lord, that you will... Um, Show us and and speak to our hearts even now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sorry, I was uh, disconnected myself here, but we are back on the line. We praise God. 
Uh, again, we're talking about spiritual healing this morning. Um, and again, our special guest is Prophetess Angela Thomas by His Spirit Missions, uh, Missions International in Landover, Maryland. So we praise God for her this morning. Uh, hallelujah. Prophetess? Yes, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How are you? I am blessed and highly favored. Um, I've already, you know, given us a little background um, a little while ago, so if you will go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. And uh, Well, let me say, first of all, that, and I said this from the onset, that um, I met you a little over 10 years ago, and when I first met you, you had been the same. Well, I won't even say the same. You was on fire then, and you're on fire even more now. And your your motto is advancing, but violently advancing the kingdom, and you have been doing that ever since I've met you. And I just thank God for you, for your ministry, and what I know that you've given the devil many black eyes, and he got many, 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 many more to come. So I just thank you for um, for honoring us with your presence this morning, and um, just you know, if you'll just tell our listening audience a little bit about yourself, and we'll just continue on with our topic this morning because I know you're here to close us out, and I, and I thank God that you are able to be with us. I, like I said, I'm just truly honored. So go ahead. Uh, praise the Lord. This is Angela. I am. I, I like to identify myself as one that's just passing through. I'm from the kingdom having a, a earthly experience, <laughs> trying to get on the devil's nerves and get some people back to reconcile us back to the Father and who from which we come from. Um, by his spirit is breathed by him. He's given me that probably about five or six years ago. It was just a vision that he gave me, and I just walk into that in the spiritual realm. That's what we do spiritually. Um, in the physical realm, that's going to be um, different facilities to be able to give back and to be a help to the people of God. Um, we do understand that he's, we are to house the homeless and feed the poor and take care of the needy. So that's what that is based upon. My, my, uh, I want to give honor to God, who is the head of my life, uh, my pastor and my church family, Kingdom Harvest Ministries, uh, Pastor Foy Nelson II, uh, along with uh, Pastor Catherine Street uh, over there at Kingdom Harvest Ministries. That's in Landover, Maryland. Um, and so Amen. as far as introduction, that's it. Everything else, I just like the Spirit speak for itself. Amen, amen, amen. So again, we're we're we are talking about spirit spiritual healing, and, and as uh, you said in your introduction, it is about reconciling the body um, back to Christ. Because we, uh, the past few weeks, have talked about you know those things that happen in the church and the abuse that goes on and what have you. But we uh, this is not to really focus on that, but to to get people reconciled and, and not just back to the church but their relationship with the Lord because many have, have strayed away because of that. And and in the, uh, getting uh, having this topic, I should say, 
uh, as our focus for the past few weeks, and the Lord has placed upon my heart that he is drawing back, and he said that he will go and get those that have been uh, scattered um, and, and have strayed away from the fold. And, and again, he's, he's using those in the body of Christ because of his spirit that he has placed within us, uh, the spirit and ministry of reconciliation, so that this can take place. And and just having this broadcast us talking about this topic and and just praying and crying out on behalf of those that are still hurting, those that need healing. Um, and I had mentioned earlier and even on last week when we talked about spiritual healing and how it can cause death, physical death. You know, uh, a lot of times if, if people are not healed spiritually and they don't listen to the Lord and they listen to their flesh for one or someone else, then it's, it's very possible that they can become spiritually ill and then physically ill. And it usually comes on, first of all, by a physical. And sometimes, you know, when we go to the doctor and we can have something wrong with us with physical symptoms, but they can't find anything wrong. All the tests say that they're fine, but they know that it's something wrong in their body. Usually that is a spiritual Spiritual orientation is caused by something spiritual rather than something physical, and we know it could work, you know, either way. But we we want with the discussion that goes on today and the prayers that go forward today that the physical is taken care of as well as the um, the spiritual healing that needs to take place. So you want to share your thoughts on that, prophetess? Yeah, even even with this 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 healing that needs to take place, there has to be once again, and and you're you're on the topic. There has to be an awareness of what exactly it is that needs to be healed in order for him to reconcile us. Now, part of what you're saying is, you know, e- even in even in Christ, we still have. Uh, uh, a sinful nature. So, so the body, the, the word does tell you the good that I will do. Evil is always present before me, which doesn't give you an excuse, but you still can't ignore this nature. And what happens is the way that you are talking to me is if you must remain connected to your source because when you are not right. connected to your source, when you are not consistent with being connected mm-hmm. to your source, then you are giving way to or prone to these attacks that you uh, are talking about. And what happens is a lot of people are falling prey because their foundation is not in God. Their foundation has become in man or uh, in man per se or the pastor or the leader per se as opposed to working on their relationship with the Father. And that's why we are having all this great conflict right now because God is coming to reconcile us to himself, not to another man. Of course he did put man in, in different positions to, to show honor and, and show how to, you know, subject yourself or follow someone, this, that, and the other. But he never said to make them your God because he said there should be no other God before me. So what happens is we've made other things God except making God God. And so Mm. now God has to, has to, you, you, I, I won't even say he has to shake the foundation, but there still needs to be an awareness that your relationship yeah. is not in yeah. the place that it should be. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. a protection that comes when you remain in the vibe. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. And and that and that is and that is so true because um I you know, again most of us have gone through something, you know, within the body of Christ and I think it seems like it's just off for the course. But when I first encountered, you know, that that situation uh, that caused me to to be hurt spiritually. It was one of the things that the Lord spoke so strongly to my spirit that I had to stay connected. I could not uh, move away from the church or move away from my, especially my relationship with Him. But He He made it. It was so emphatic in my spirit till it really scared me, to be honest. Um, and and it was like I knew without I didn't hear anything audible or anything like that, but it was just so strong in my spirit. I knew that if I did not stay connected, that I would not be here today. I mean, you know, I wouldn't have just lost my mind. I would have lost my life. And that's how uh, uh, how strong it was. And that was was what he impressed upon my spirit in such a powerful way. Till I knew I had to stay connected. And 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 I followed, and I thank God that I did, and he connected me with a ministry that allowed me to receive the healing that I need through praise and worship, and it was only through that that I was able to be healed. But like you said, many don't stay connected. They leave the church, they leave their relationship, and then, I mean, the enemy is sitting there waiting. You know, he's waiting to devour us, and I knew that the enemy was waiting to devour me. And I knew that if I did not do what the Lord was impressing upon my heart, that the enemy was right there to take me out. And so, again, it's having that relationship, even in the midst of all of what we go through, that we know that regardless of how people may treat us, that God still loves us. Jesus is still praying for us. Just like he prayed for Peter. He said, I pray your faith fail you not because Satan wants to sift you as wheat. And it's the same thing with all of us. Satan wants to sift us as wheat. He wants to, to you know, kill, steal, and destroy. That's his mission. You know, but we got to stay focused on what our mission is, you know, as a child of God, as somebody that's connected and a believer of the Lord Jesus Christ. We all have a mission and a purpose, but there's that corporate or kingdom mission that we all have that we stay connected to to the to the Lord through His Spirit, and and again, even in in being in the church and being where God would have us to be, not just being some place but being where God would have us to be, and we know that, again, through relationships. Yeah. Uh, um, um, I like the fact that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. And even yeah. at the place that you didn't have an understanding, God understood it all. So the reason yeah. why he could not let you leave because there had to be a lesson learned in that. And and, mm-hmm. and a lot of times without understanding, I don't even want to say proper teaching right now because this came at a time, at the, at the time of your hurt, this came at a time not when you first knew God. This came later on mm-hmm. after walking with the Lord. So some things, just so I can bring an understanding, some things that people go through 
they go through at a time when the Lord has designed for this to happen to bring more development and growth to them. And so, see, mm-hmm. at that time where you didn't have an understanding, the Bible says that we are to walk a certain way up, uh, amongst a crooked and perverse generation. So that means mm-hmm. that in the midst of all crookedness, perverseness, whether it's the world, be in the house, we have to learn how to stand in the middle and develop and not be so quick to run away from things. We as people are quick to run away from things as opposed to bracing it and standing in and learning the lesson from it. Um, and, and so with you not knowing at that time, I, I do know that you have a different perspective now. But I want to go somewhere else here on this because uh-huh. it's amazing. It's amazing to me that when we come in God that we become super sensitized to things that didn't matter to us when we were in the world. That is you know? so true. And, yeah. and, and, and people, we magnify, and this is a topic that needs to be taken care of, but we magnify church hurt like it's the most crucified, the most humiliating hurt ever. But like the Lord showed me, that pain is pain, whether you're in the church or outside of the church. It does not matter, naturally or spiritually. When you entrust yourself to someone, you expect the return of someone to give that back to you. So anybody breaking that trust is going to cause them pain. It causes hurt and it causes pain. So what happens is because uh, uh, sometimes when you get caught in the Christ, you ain't out there having a whole bunch of pain. You out there having yourself such a good time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> then you get into Christ and you start getting saved, and, 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 and all of a sudden you start hearing all this stuff coming across the table, and then you start looking at people in the church like, well, why y'all acting like this and why y'all doing like this? And you have not put them into categories. We have all mm-hmm. different people within the body of Christ, just like we have all types of people within the world. I'm, I'm, I'm causing the barrier of both sides because this has been the trick of the enemy for such a long time that we magnify on things that, that necessarily we should not magnify to the a point of what it needs to be. Because, again, you can't stop pain. Pain is pain. And I say this because I was heartbroken way before I got saved. And now that heart broke, that break, that heart, the, the breaking of the heart then caused me to want to kill myself then. So that pain was magnified. Now, check this out. I was not saved then. Now that I'm right. in Christ, when I started, when, when I began to get hurt by the church, it affected me, but I still had life. I wasn't so quick to want to go and kill myself because I had the Father now. You see what I'm saying? Right, but the pain right, is still the right, same. Right, and I, and, I, and I right, and I and I and I hear I hear I hear what you're saying. I think it's more because of our expectations there is. of what I we expect to... from those in the church, opposed to um, what we. I mean, it can it can be what you expect from somebody in the world. It could be the same with somebody. What you expect from somebody in the church, but in my particular case. It was more what I expected from those in the church because of my ignorance, you know. And, and, and I did categorize. I did have, yeah, people in the world for one thing and the church for one thing. So yes, I had lifted up people in the church up to a higher standard, not realizing that people are just people. 
It doesn't matter. It just so happens you met that one in the church or you're dealing with that one in the church. But for me, like I said, it was because I had lifted them up more highly. So there, the hurt that I had, first of all, I didn't understand a lot of stuff. You know, it was like, to me, the first time that I knew that somebody in the church lied, I was like shocked. Because, again, I had this picture, which I think a lot of people do, that those in the church are perfect. They don't do any wrong. And so when you see them doing something wrong, you just forward because this can't be. And then the thought is I'm supposed to come here to get healed. I'm supposed to come here to get certain things that I can't get from the world. And then when I come into this place and I get what I worst as far as I'm concerned, than what I got because, again, because of my expectations, because I did compartmentalize or, or categorize these people in the church from those people in the church when really bottom line is, like you said, it's really all and one and the same, but it's our perception, how we view things as far as to the level of what could possibly be devastation and lack or lack thereof. And so, therefore, the dispensation, that those dispensations that we come up in, it put in a stigma on the people of God. Because, look, and, and this is something that the enemy of deception has been allowing mm-hmm. to form for ages. Do you understand right. what I'm saying? Because, and and, and yeah. when I say yeah. that, I say that because you got to look at how how is it that, and that's why we have a stigma of, the Christian folk are just like so self-righteous, so self-righteous. And, and, and there's so many negative things that's spoken over us. But, but really what they don't know is half, half of the body is a bunch of babies anyway. Without the proper yeah. understanding, the proper... We, we must go back to history and identify, well, when did this enter? How can this be? Because you've got to remember, even in the Bible, the elect of God, those that God ended up electing, they were not kings. Do you understand what I'm saying? They had problems. They had issues. They yeah. didn't believe in themselves. And then, but they had a people that were unsure of themselves. They just wanted somebody to follow. You see what I'm saying? So even right. back then, the people, what we do to people now, they weren't even doing to the people back then. Because the issue right. for the people back then was they wanted to follow a man. You know, they understood God, but they still got, and, and I'm going now to, because they was always wanting, uh, 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 God sent forth the leaders, right? So they were taught how to follow in terms of a leader. But what happened was God is so wise, he will always allow conflict, if you will, so that he says no flesh of glory in my presence. You follow this yeah. leader to, with certain limitations, but the leader is not to become your God. Moses never tried to become no gods. Half of them didn't even want the assignment that they had anyway. But when they did, they accepted that thing. So the difference from the old and the new is, you understand, we don't have the Uh proper understanding. And so, see, it should have been taught, if you will, after salvation, because of who you gave your life over to, you now have to learn how to have a relationship with him. So you see, because yes. a lot of they, yes. we, we will preach over the pulpit and we'll have a powerful altar call that you must get saved and the people get convicted or whatever, and we get saved, and there's no more working on that after that. And so now we're in a disposition where so the body is getting hurt so much, but the body's been getting hurt for a long time. We just be getting to feel right. the manifestation of it because Satan is so in what he does. And mm-hmm. what he releases, you see. And so we get divided from the relationship because we're getting hooked up in the relationships in the church. So now that right. you're in the church, you find 
find out that people just like you, wait a minute, never mind, you just got saved and you looking at somebody like, well, you ain't supposed to be like that. Do you, do you, right. do you, do you see the plan that he desired to divide? Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. never, yeah. it was never to focus on the God that saved you. And that's uh-huh. why all of this is going on. But it's right on schedule for the coming of the Lord because he reconciles uh-huh. all things back to himself. That's right. That's right. That's right. But that's, wow. it, it's just been so much of a lack of of understanding and nurturing. And and, and I say this, Elder Holloway, and that, that, that I learn as we go, even when we put people on pedestals, because we are in an era where many are beginning to fall. And, and, and my prayer is that be mindful of what you put your mouth on, because the Bible said be careful what you judge. In that measure, you might be judged also. The Bible also said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. We don't have a right to put our mouth on because God still says that he is the judge. Problem is, right. in, our, in our era of coming up, we were taught to cover up. You see, the same right. thing that happened in the garden. Adam and Eve, first thing they did was cover up. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's cover right. up their flesh. So, so now what's happening is we ain't in the cover-up phase no more because some of the cover's coming off. And the covers is coming on yes. not as a yes. negative thing, but to show yes. you the love of the Father. You understand what I'm saying? Because he right. right. now has covered a multitude of sins. The Bible says love covers a multitude. We find one thing wrong with a person and want to put them in the middle of the church and mm. kill them and condemn them. That's immaturity. Right. It's immaturity. Right. It's immaturity. Right. Because you walk with God long enough, you're yeah. going to find out if you keep that mirror or that light reflecting on yourself, you're pretty, you pretty jacked up. you got some things that need to be worked out. That ought to keep you humble and keep you praying for your brethren. That's right. That's right. Because none of that, God treats none of us like none of us like that. And so in order for there to be healing and reconciliation, there has to be a humbling now. Right. That you ain't all that either. And I'm very really speaking right. to know right. if you call into that position, you are to learn if they okay, and I'm not going to say because we had all kind of judges. And, and the way the Bible put it, each judge got worse than the next one as they went. Mm-hmm. Some of them kings got worse as they went, but that's because that's the right. people wanted the king and not the king. Right. You see, right. they got right. worse, but, but I... <laughs> I don't know. You you, you you understand what I'm saying, and you understand. I do. I do. Well, the word says too that the the judgment that you meet out is you know be careful because it's the same thing you're going to be judged with. You know, and it all the same boat though. Yeah. Ain't we all in the yeah. same boat though? Ain't we all the body of Christ? Yeah. And what people yeah. miss is where I was going. That every last thing, everything. He gave us the best analogy of a birthing process. Everything mm-hmm. started starts in the form of infancy when it's released. When it comes That's out of the womb, there's a new birth. A problem right. is we bypass new birth and we put them on the pedestal. Right. Is, I, 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 mm-hmm. I'm not going to apologize. This is just the direction that the Lord has taken me down. Mm-hmm. And so I have to follow in this way. We bypass process. 
We don't allow people to make baby steps. We don't even, first of all, when we first come out, we got to be taken care of. So, and, and I say that because this, even this happens with your relationship when you get saved. You got to be taken care of. So be careful even at that point of what, what, what type of stuff is going in you. Right, yeah. To help you develop. Yeah. To help you develop. And, and so I see, to me, a whole lot of it has been lost. A whole yeah. lot of it has been lost. We are so far off course of what we should have been doing because we're supposed to be reproducing after our own kind, which That's is in right. him, That's to right. dominate and That's take right. over. But we are reproducing after our own mess, not the spiritual, but the physical <laughs> mess. And we Christians yeah. now. Yeah. We Christians mm. now, but we're not mm. reproducing after the love. We're right. not reproducing okay. after the fruit. Right, right. And so we've always been taught, well, we ain't going to stand up for the blame. I'm going to put the blame on somebody else. Oh, somebody else did this. Somebody else did this. Somebody else did this. No. That's the easy way out. That's right. That's right. And we don't That's have a right. right for that anymore. We have to learn how to humble ourselves and evaluate our situations. There is nothing more important than working on your relationship with the one who died for you. That's right. That's right. That's right. And and like you said early on, uh, it's it's about again when it's talking about and focusing on and teaching that there has to be relationship. And like you said also, uh, Fox, the so the, talking about the process and all of that, that's not going in another direction. That's really what this is all about. This is all a part of the process. And I know, like I said, even for myself and the, and the different things that have happened throughout my journey, it's all been a part of the process. You know, it says in First Peter uh, 4.12, it says uh, that, that don't be surprised at the fiery trials that you go through as if it's something strange that was happening to you. So, you know, and I thank God. I used to hear people say it all the time. I thank God for my journey. Well, I'm going to tell you, I thank God for my journey. I thank God for all the hurt and all the pain and all the stuff that I went through because that is what has caused me to be who I am today and to be able to even do what I'm doing right now. You know, it's, it's again that, but it's, again, like you said, it's a part of the process. It's a part of, of growing up. It's a part of that causes you to draw even closer in that relationship. Because, again, if I did not have the, a relationship with the Lord, even though I had lifted these people up higher than I should have, like I said, that I had to recognize, and I didn't initially recognize that it was me, that I was the, really the issue. And so I had to, you know, later on during the process, I had to. I learned that I was the issue in those situations. Not to say that what they did was right and to justify. God, like you said, God is going to deal with that. But I had to recognize that I was a big part of that. I had uh, a big part in playing and and all in the hurt and the pain that I went through because of my spiritual and emotional immaturity. So I had to go through that process and then learn that, it, you know, it's part of the process. It's part of being a, a, a Christian. We suffer as Christians. He told us that. Jesus suffered, so we're going to suffer. We go through persecution. Jesus went through persecution, so we're going to. So it's, it's par for the course. Yeah, those fiery trials 
is what the Lord uses to grow and to bring in awareness and to bring in an understanding. Yeah. And if you yeah. look at every trial that you've ever, that he's ever brought you through, in the end, mm-hmm. there's no way that you cannot, his, the, the ultimate goal of his message will always reflect back to these four letters, L-O-V-E. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because as yeah. hurt as you were, as hurt as you were, and, and, and I, I'm talking to you all who've been hurt, and, 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 and I come up against any spirit right now in the name of Jesus, Satan, you are under my feet. It ain't nothing you can do because we trample over your head. Any spirit that want to hold on to that anger, any spirit that want to justify, the devil is a liar. Because some people listening, you are called to go out and be a good shepherd, a good shepherd. Yes, we have had bad shepherds, but God reigns on the just and the unjust. That's right. God also uses bad things. He'll use a bad thing to turn it around for good, just so you can see the ramifications and appreciate when you get the good. So sometimes you will encounter the bad, but even in encountering the bad, you got to know how to love that bad. Because guess what? Before it got bad, I guarantee you, whatever you got hurt at, it was doing something to you until you got sensitized in there. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Yeah. Most people that end up getting church hurt real bad, they were serving or they was going to that ministry at first, and they was on fire for it and this, that, and the other. Yeah. And the minute yeah. they got hurt, now they sensitize. <laughs> and so God uses that to show you, you, not them. Well, where's my love at? Because we are yeah. called to lead a people. Everybody yeah. that comes into Christ is called to disciple another person. Right, right, right. But that right. can't be done because, again, I started off saying the foundation is wrong. The foundation mm-hmm. is based upon being being ruled or being ruled by men instead of the Father. Amen, amen, amen. This is why the word says, indeed, we have many instructors but not many fathers. Yeah. Because fathers teach you how to rely on the Lord, not them. Yeah. yeah. And some of them, even in their wisdom, they had already knew that this is what they really say. Man, I, all I know is I've been following Christ for a minute. And I got a whole lot of things wrong with me, but I'm serving before a people that I don't need them to know all this stuff that's going on that God seems to know about me. So that, that's what I would call the Father. It has a love that will show you how to get in touch with the Father. Now, immaturity is not going to lead you down that route. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell right, you? Right, right, right. Instructors only instruct you to the measure of whatever word they were for, read for that week or for that era. Right. I instruct you to do this. I instruct you to do this. I instruct you to do this. You see? Yeah. But yeah. we have to carry the thing out because when a baby is born, you can't leave a baby unattended. That's right. That's right. That's right. And and so like what you said, we the have now. Uh huh. Go ahead. No. Go ahead. Yeah, just point, pointing because you know, like you said about the discipleship, there's there's there has to be a mentoring that that takes place. You know, giving giving of that time and 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 helping again to 
the salvation is only the beginning of it, but again, it's a teaching about relationship. Our focus being on on Jesus, and like I said, being uh, a spiritual, you know, a spiritual baby. Then you have to grow up in certain things, and it's just like regular life. You know, you 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 fall, you try to learn how to walk. You fall down many times before you get. You scrape your knee. You bump yourself. You know, and all of that kind of stuff. And it's the same thing in our spiritual walk. But as you said, there's so many of us have have chosen to harden our hearts or feel justified in holding on to that hurt. So I, I thank God for the prayer that has broken that for those that want to hold them on to whatever they've gone through and, yeah, and whatever they, they feel justified in. Right, because what they don't realize that they're holding on to, they're holding on to negative spirits. Yeah. That's what you're really holding on to. You see what I'm saying? You're holding on to a spirit. Now, we got about 17 works of the flesh. You can find that in Galatians and a couple of other places. (laughs) But you're holding on to the spirit of anger. You understand? It's so much that you harbor that you hold on to, which is against the characteristics of God. And so in order to be reconciled to yourself, the fiery child comes now for him to bring an understanding. Don't you move right here. I'm trying to teach you something right here. You know, and that's what I'm saying. You know, we had hurt before we got saved. We're going to be hurt while we get saved. But we got to change the course of this, being ready to run, and the church hurt me. Ain't no church like a church hurt. Honey, hurt is hurt, pain is pain. I don't care where it comes from. When somebody breaks your trust, when you, you invest your heart into somebody, that hurts. It doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. And we got to have an awareness and an understanding. So now the understanding needs to be, don't take it personal, pray. What is it that you can learn about that? Because guess what? You ain't walk through yeah. this life without hurt. Somebody. That's right. That's right. Right. That's that's that flip side. What have you done to somebody else? You know. So yeah, yeah. We we again put putting things in perspective so that we can move past that. And even 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 me. taking it to a whole another thing with our hurt and uh, towards God, our unforgiveness towards God. Because God's not doing things or you we're blaming him. You know, we're blaming God for whatever somebody else Absolutely. has done or even what we have done. And so that unforgiveness in our hearts and anger towards God that we just stop and we don't just cut our way away from the church, but we cut away from 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 our relationship with the Lord, and we go like Peter, we and and the disciples when you know when Jesus was resurrected, they went back to what they were doing before, and so many of us have have done that where we've we've disconnected ourselves from whatever God has said or whatever God has shown us out of our anger, out of our disappointment, and then having to be not be in denial about whatever it is we're feeling, whatever it is we've gone through to to recognize it for what it is and anything that we feel we can't get past, then we give it over to the Lord. That's for the Holy Spirit's help to help us to get past whatever it is. But it starts with us recognizing and not walking in denial and again trying to hold on to something that we feel like we have a have a right to hold on to because of whatever it may have caused or whatever we may have thought, but to be able to move past that and, again, not harden our heart, but, again, in talking about even, like you said, we are to 
disciple. And if we're 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 to raise up people that God has placed with us so that they too, because again, hurting people hurt people. So if I'm hurting, then I'm teaching somebody else how to hurt. So we you know, so I Yeah, 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 I do, I do. I see that as two as 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 two as twofold. Hurt people yeah. hurt people does not deliver. Uh-huh. Right. A hurt person that's been delivered can help a people. Yes. Got to be delivered. That's the key word. Well, what we have done, we have a mass ever here that many ministries are being started off the foundation of their emotions. Yeah. Their anger. I'm, yeah. I'm going to leave. You, you, and, and, and what they don't realize is that all these spirits ain't got nothing to do with the love of the Father. None, and none. so how you start your ministry, that's how if yes, God allows it to grow into something, that's what you want birth. Yes. You birth a ministry of anger and not love, yes. which is yes. the very adversary of the Father. Yes. So you got to see what the enemy yes. operating, you operating, and the Father is operating. Yeah. So the intent of the heart, what's my motivation? And we have to constantly ask ourselves this. And I've known of some people that have been hurt and went out and started church that I'm going to show them, you know, especially if you get, you know, you get a pastor or somebody to tell you that you're not called to this and you're not called to that, so we're going to go out and try to prove a point. So we're doing it in hurt. We're doing it in disobedience. We're doing it because we're in flesh and we're in pride. So we're trying to prove a point. And so, like you said, so all I'm doing is birthing people with that same spirit. If, like you said, the Lord allows anybody to come and be a part of it, then that is what I am imparting to them is that that kind of thing. Or people that come and they recognize what it is because God's going to show them and they end up leaving. But the bottom line is uh, the intent of the heart. What's my motivation for anything that I do? What is my motivation? And and, 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 and and because because we've gotten so far off the foundation of learning how to have yes, a relationship, yes. we go out and we do all of this. So guess what? The body is more immature than it is mature. Now, I ain't, yes. I, that's for everybody. You, you know what I'm saying? Yes. We're not as far as we think we are when we continue no. to function in <laughs> that matter. God has a way of showing us. But I love the Father because he's a God of restoration, and that's why he's bringing in awareness. And when God begins to to turn a thing or he begins to bring an awakening, he has to go back to, to, to where we're at now, to where we've been, you know, to see what was, how we've changed that. You see what I'm saying? Because we there were yeah. more foundations then than it is now. But then, then to turn yeah. that thing, to reconcile that thing back to himself. And I like it because he says, I, even in Jeremiah, when he assured, that God assures the people of his return, he tells them, I'm going to make an everlasting covenant with you that I will not turn away from doing them good. I will put my fear in their hearts so they will not depart from me. He says, I'm going to rejoice over them to do them good. I will assuredly plant them in this land with all my heart, with all my soul. I just read Jeremiah chapter 32, uh-huh. verses 40 through 42. Even uh-huh. before that, in 38, he says, they shall be my people. I'm going to be their God. 
I'm going to give them one yeah. heart in one way that they may fear me forever yeah. for the good of them and their children after them. Amen. Now, well, I'm not saying that we weren't going to encounter some wrong people along the That's way. Right. I'm not going to say that everybody in that pulpit you you know, ain't doing some evil deeds. That is what the word, because you can, again, you will find that in Ezekiel chapter 34 about the irresponsible right. shepherds that's out here getting fat off of the sheep. You understand what I'm saying? Yes. But I ain't got to be the judge of that because he says, I am the father. I made a covenant yeah. with you to do good to you, to do good over you. So guess what? He's trying to teach us we got to be just like him. That's right. That's right. You got to learn how to let stuff go. You got to learn how to forgive every situation, God. Wherever you're in the darkness, at God shines the light on it. So wherever you yes, at, even sir. in your walk right now, God is shining the light. So if you're still harboring and holding on to stuff, God is shining his light that that thing won't remain darkness so that this kingdom can be advanced. And in order to advance the kingdom, you have to have a revelation of what was, what's to come, and what shall be. Amen. Amen. In order to get Amen. you on court. Because he's, he's yeah. preparing. He needs the bride to wake up. Because he's That's preparing right. for his coming. That's right. He don't want you to perish for a lack of knowledge. It's time to do away with holding on to, to all these, you know, hurt and anger and, 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 and betrayal and this, that, and the other. Those are much of the sinful nature. Yes. And so we mm. deny the power within us because the Holy Ghost in us is a helper and a keeper. Amen. So Amen. how can we get past this now? We have to begin to use the aspects of who he is. He came off saying, yeah. I am that I am. And so in your yeah. moment of rage or your anger, you got to call yeah. on the, the I am. And all you got to do is just ask him, Jeremiah 33, he said, call upon me and I'm going to answer you. Yes. So when your flesh is acting up and that pain yeah. is acting up, I dare you to say, helper, you got to help me. You are never going to call on the helper and he leaves you hanging. No. No. He's going to respond because you're coming to him. That teaches you how to come to him. And when you come to him, he begins to nurture. He begins to heal. And as he begins to heal, when you accept what he's showing you, now your love can start pure and you'll start turning your heart towards the ones that you hate so much because you feel they've done something to you. Yes, yes, yes. And like you say, you said cry out to him, cry out to him. And you know, during, and like I said, for myself, in the, in the first time that that I was hurt, even though I didn't understand it, what I was going through and why it was so bad, but I do praise and worship every Sunday for four months. All I did was lay before the Lord, and I thank God He He sent me to a place where I could lay prostrate before Him and just cry and just just give it over to Him that He was healed. And, and I could forgive and I could let go of whatever the pain, whatever, whether I understood it or not or anything had nothing to do with it. But knowing that God embraced me and he allowed me to just pour out my heart and all I did was just praise him and worship him and cry out until I was healed. But again, acknowledging the fact of what you're going through and how you're feeling and giving it over to him, acknowledging it is the first thing. 
and admitting that this is what is going on. No, I don't like it. No, I don't understand it. But, Lord, this is what it is. And and God, like you said, when we go to him and we cry out to him, and which is what he is saying, come to me. His arms are always open, and we give it over to him and allow him to heal because he is a healer. He is our healer, and, and, and he is healing. And so when we go to him and we allow him to heal us and we give over whether it's, like you said, not pointing fingers at anybody else, this is what it is, Lord. I'm praying and I'm crying out for healing, and God will heal us. But, again, again, it's drawing us closer to him into that relationship with him so that as we continue to go forward, because like you said, we're going to go through some more hurt. We're going to go through some, that's just life, and taking it as it is just what it is. It's life. We're imperfect people. We're going to hurt somebody. Somebody's going to hurt us. And then we recognize that we are hurting somebody else, asking God's forgiveness and forgiving others so that we can move on and we don't stay stuck in the past and miss out because, you know, when we we, we leave the church and we leave what and stop doing what God has purposed for us, then we're walking in disobedience. And I think that's where the sickness, the spiritual and physical sickness comes in, because we're now walking in disobedience. You know, sometimes it we says go you are sick. That's right. It says and we are when sick. And he tells us to leave, then again, be careful not to put man up before God, because you worried about what the man is going to say when God has told you to leave. But make sure it's God telling you to leave and not your flesh. You know, and you do have to make. Is- that's right. I like the way you said that because the first thing it's going to tell you, and, and, and it's designed by nature, and, and, yeah. and it was like that before you even got in the church. So when somebody hurts you, the first thing you want to do is take cover and run, or you want yeah. to shield, or you want to protect yeah, yourself. This is before you come in Christ. So you yeah. see, and, and, yeah. so which leads now back to that same thing you said earlier on. We have such a high demand or a high expectation on what, how another should be when, guess what? When salvation and relationship is between you and the Father, each yeah. individual and the Father, where the enemy yeah. got in there it has always been reflected off of us. God yeah. comes to shine the light on us. That's yeah. why the Bible says, let a man so examine himself, because it is God who knows the heart. He said his That's heart right. is wicked and deceitful. It got so yeah. much stuff in it, and he said it not, not so much that you're evil, but he still recognizes the sinful nature. But yeah. he knows even with the sinful nature, he's all-powerful, and his Holy Spirit thinks. Right. That's why he said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send a helper. I'm coming as help, because guess what? I know you're going to need this help. Yeah. So I came anyway, because you couldn't do it. That's right. We kept being, That's we kept going back. The, the, the Old Testament kept going back to leaders. One minute we'll have a powerful walk with God, and then the next thing you know, we draw back into the very thing that we were. That's because you're not remaining in him. That's right. I want to suffer and remain in him because my rewards and my benefits are greater than to be yeah. out of the will. And going through. That's right. I have no protection. 
I have no covering. So he wants to bring right. an understanding. He wants people to do away with them. He wants he wants you to do, I, I, I feel this and I sense this and I see some tears. And I'm telling you right now, in the name of Jesus, even over this line, that God, you begin to be the medicine to their brokenness. That you begin to be the medicine to their healing. Because the word is sharp and it's powerful and it cuts. When it comes to cuts, he breaks you just to make you. And God says, I will break you just to make you. This is the making, man. This is how you come to an understanding of how much I love you. Amen. So if Amen. I can love you with everything that's going on in your heart, in your mind, in your soul, then you are responsible to love another. But you can't love another because you're so caught on yourself because of what was done to you. So as long Amen. as you're reflecting on yourself, you can't even see the harm you're doing to the others. Mm. Wow. That's powerful. So God wants to bring healing. It's a hero on his line. He wants to bring healing because you have a great and a powerful ministry. But God is not going to let you have the stigma of old. It has to be based upon the foundation of love. He is love. The world was established because of love. And everything that rises up now has to come under the foundation of love. So guess what? We all got to repent and go back to the Father because we missed this thing. Amen. And I Amen. Think it's because Amen. if your brother is hurting and we have not helped him avoid an understanding, we are all a part of the body. We all affected. Yes, yes, yes. And Amen. So don't Amen. allow the enemy or you yourself rob you of what God wants to do. Amen. Amen. You rob me and your tithes and your offers. I'm not getting ready to talk about money now. I hear the Holy Ghost, and i got to release this. You have robbed me with giving me you in the fullness. Some of y'all just like jokes. Y'all don't want to do what God wants you. Y'all want to manipulate God and tell him how you want it done while you hold on to your hurt, your pain, and your anger. That ain't going to happen. That's right. Amen. Amen. The people, the world needs love. Everybody needs love. That's right. That's right. Amen. Well, we are just about out of time, prophetess, and I have been just truly blessed of the Lord. And uh, this is, again, foundational uh, teaching and focus, so we'll continue as the Lord leads. But uh, these last few seconds, um, you've been praying throughout, but if you just go ahead and close us out in prayer, and then we'll just see how the Lord will lead us for the next session. Amen. Thank you for uh, being a prophet. I'm for Living Radio Broadcast and Elder Gloria Holloway and Prophetess Thomas. Prophetess. Father, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus for your awakening. We thank you that you are turning things around for your good, oh God. We thank you, oh God, that you love us better than all our insecurities, better than our lack of knowledge, oh God. Father, we are enlisting today that you help us, Father God, because we need you, oh God. We are even standing in the gap for those who who, who are still hurt, who still carrying the residue of the pain, and they're saying they're healed, but they're, they're so far from being healed, and they're hurting people, Father. We stand in the gap for them that you bring deliverance to them, oh God. God, your love is medicine. We release the love of the medicine of the healing, oh God, that they will repent, that they will reflect on them so that they can be effective work for you, so that they will be vessels of honor unto you, fit for your use, oh God, and say that we buy any and every Every attack that you're trying to bring their way, we 
thank you, prophetess, and God bless you, listening audience. Amen. Amen. Amen.